0: Get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up. You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Hey, I'm uh, Now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey be badger be cares? So it doesn't far. give a shit. listen. Let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. Yes, dude. I
1: hot snakes no no night marchers yeah okay night marchers same thing <laughs> yeah i'd say uh yeah because hot snakes has john reese from rocket from the crypt and one of my all-time favorite bands drive like jehu which i think is the only band tattoo i've ever
2: gotten yeah and well but you do have that uh spin doctors tattoo
1: correct yeah yeah the uh yeah, I get Night Marchers and Hot Snakes mixed up because they're pretty similar. Yeah, and that guy true. that guy has like 40 bands, and they're right. all amazing.
2: Totally. <laughs> yeah, he has never done anything that wasn't good. Everything he touches. I think he even has a song about that in the Night Marchers uh, about everything he touches turns to gold, like how great R- he is. <laughs> right, yeah. Which, yeah, he's <laughs> not wrong.
1: I've had legit, passionate uh, arguments with people because uh, I like drive like Jehu better than... Uh, hot Snakes. Really? Yeah. Which I,
2: I yeah, mean. I wouldn't... That doesn't surprise me. You're more of a drive like Jehu. Yeah. Guy. I'm more of a Hot Snakes. Right. I, I think Night Marchers is the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. I mean, I would even put it above Rocket from the Crypt. Ooh. I know you're not supposed to say that out <laughs> <Wow>. loud. <laughs> I know that's kind of sacrilegious <laughs> to say, but I enjoy it. What can I say? I mean, fuck, my favorite, uh, my favorite Rolling Stones album is... Uh, is it some girls or is it the one with some girls on it Uh uh-huh and i get shit for that too really yeah i'm but i don't care mike's back hey guys what's up mike man missed you i keep calling out for you in the dark and you're not there Ooh, that's asking you to dildo things yeah on the podcast too whoa
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we went to a uh that might have been the first hockey game i've ever seen we went to uh a A local hockey game Uh uh-huh and it was awesome yeah wasn't that fun yeah so much so that like if i am going to watch said this before if i'm gonna watch a sport if i got into a sport it'd probably be hockey and that did not disappoint last night no that was that's some crazy energy going on i loved it
2: i was thinking about it i don't believe that because we went to the junior college they played uh a team from san jose Mm -hmm. i would not be surprised if fighting was not allowed right so we didn't even go there hoping to see fighting no and it still was very entertaining right proving that there's more to hockey than just fighting (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was fun we gotta do that again absolutely all right so i wanted to uh show you guys this this picture i was just kind of trolling around on the internet as one does in the when you can't sleep and uh the libs a tiktok account uh Posted this picture of this dude. He's a staff member at an elementary school in Pennsylvania. That's a staff member? Yep. Wow. I know. I guess it was dressed like a juvenile day at school. <laughs> are those tights? No, they're they're pants, but they're turquoise. They look like a turquoise blue pair of dickies that are rolled up at the bottom to expose his socks and high top sneakers. That's a uh that's a that's a that's a bad look right there. He, <laughs> I'm not enjoying he's this wearing on any level. Green sunglasses that are like big bug eye like rave sunglasses basically and uh, he has well, I mean look at the guy. He's got hand tattoos and neck tattoos and I mean and this is someone that's a staff member at this school in Pennsylvania. But the reason they posted the picture is cuz the sweatshirt he's wearing is an Antifa Right. Sweatshirt. And they asked the question, what would you do if you walked into your kids' school and saw this? And I thought that's a pretty good question because we've had that conversation before about when do you when does the when do the communists cross the line to the point where you're going to say something right to them? This came up when I was standing in line Christmas morning uh-huh. for an hour and a half waiting for tamales. And I
1: listening to the gulag archipelago. Exactly. Right.
2: Thinking, okay. When you're in the gulag and you're thinking, damn it, why didn't I say something or do something? Like, At what point do you cross the line Yeah, or do they cross the line in your book? And so I pose the question to both of you. What would you do if you walked into your kid's school and saw this? Uh, There would be a meeting, I would call. (laughs) (laughs) On the spot? Honestly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I would definitely want uh, some explanation
2: and someone to talk to about that for sure. Really hoping you'd say I just punch the guy right in the face. Uh, not a violent guy. No, no, you're not. Violence is wrong. Mike, you got anything to? Add? No, I think I'd be pulling the kid out of school and let him know the reason why. But I don't know if I'd cause a scene at the moment.
1: And I also think that I mean whether you're talking about Antifa or you're talking about January sixth or whatever protest or riot their kind of key technique is to draw you into violence, to draw you down to their level. And you have to do whatever you can do to not engage on that level. I was just going to bring
2: up James Lindsay and unconventional warfare. Right, correct. They're standing there with their (laughs) finger one inch from your nose going, not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. And you got to go, Attention. I will turn this car right around if you start <laughs> don't behaving properly. Get your finger out of my face, Don. Get your
1: finger out of my face, Don. Don't you touch my finger, Chris. And you get your finger out of my face, Don. Don't you touch my get finger. finger out of my face. Get your finger out of my face. not your finger out
2: my This guy touch here, face. you know, I, we talked about this earlier. I don't know if we said it on the pod, but I was thinking that this, where, where this type of person comes from, and we know people mm-hmm. like this, right, in our community. If you're a girl and you grow up with daddy issues, I was just yeah, okay. You become a porn star, you know. A nerd. tendency
1: towards promiscuity, we could say. Okay, a whore. Mm. There's, so, there's other
2: variants. Okay, also. like uh, a recluse that uh, you know just doesn't go out much. Keeps them themselves, you think girls with daddy issues—that's how it manifests. I think so. Interesting. You're speaking from experience. I'm not going to ask you to elaborate. It's okay. Ouch. Um, <laughs> Dick. Do you have a story to tell? Is there a girl in mind that you're talk- you're thinking of? You can name her name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you, it's not it's not that black and white that just they all turn out to be porn stars. Well, I see, I see what you're saying. My point being, okay, whores or porn stars, fine, the full spectrum. Uh. Guys with daddy issues grow up to be male feminists. Uh, anecdotally, I could say that's true to some extent. And I guarantee this guy calls himself a male feminist. Uh, yeah. I and think the people that we know in the community who remind us of this guy would also all have issues with their dads. <laughs> they have daddy issues. Yeah. And they're male feminists. Yeah. So I think you just started start the show there. absolutely I don't even need to play the bumper (laughs) But Bumper I will play soon as I find it Stalling, stalling, stalling
0: Good morning Time to get
2: up and go to work
1: So I've been A thought popped into my head Uh, This morning While I was driving around doing errands In that In this new post-truth world Where the very notion of objective truth Is on the chopping block And up for debate Facts, history, statistics Yes Is... You just, as we tell Republicans to stop bitching about elections being stolen, like that's how it works. You guys figure it out and stop bitching. I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. game is played like this, figure out the game yeah. or just shut up. It was stolen. We agree. Yes. Yeah, so what are you going to do? What man? election wasn't? <laughs> figure out how to steal it. Is. I think that we need moving forward. Cause I have a lot of stuff on COVID and just the new narrative and the way that the narrative has developed, um, especially as it pertains to media gatekeeping and kind of the the propaganda push and the accepted narrative put forth by the, whatever, the approved source, the cathedral, the state, um, whatever you want to call it. So I started thinking for some reason, I was like, the – a lot of the impetus for when I started asking questions at the very beginning is when I saw the CDC change the definitions. They changed the definitions of herd immunity, vaccine, fully vaccinated, pandemic, what a case count is. All done, you know, right around the time of the vaccine rollout. I was like, huh, that's suspect. And then you just, it just, that was the stone out of the dam. You know what I mean? Then you're just, you're looking at all this stuff. You're Like, huh, I see some fuckery here. Like, and it just makes you do a deep dive. Like, I doubt they're they're only being disingenuous about this one part, you know what I mean? And have, we've had hours and hours of discussion, you know, since then. Yep. So, cause I was thinking about masks. I had to go to the doctor today and get some blood tests. Ah, you did. Yeah. Good time. Nice. And court had to wear the mask in yeah. there. Um, <laughs> even though I noticed that none of the employees there had their mask down, you know, they had their mask down around their chin. Oh,
2: did they? Yes. Kind of interesting. But I think they make everyone that goes in for an AIDS test uh, wear the masks. So right, right.
1: That makes sense. That's a, that was a great joke. Uh, so I started thinking about the mask because I actually was doing some looking at some of the data. As a, it was we, a joke, right? We, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> We've always flippantly said that like masks, masks don't work. You know, especially within the context of COVID, yeah, and so I have over 170 uh, studies to prove it. Yes, and so when people were, if if the reason why I'm wearing this is for COVID, of course the answer is if you know someone says like, you can't just say masks don't work. I'm like, okay, so N95 at best has um, can let anything three microns or less filter through it, pass through it. And if the virus is roughly one micron, okay, and this is for COVID, that makes it not a mask. And then even using the CDC's own data, right, that masks are effective up to 1.3%. Even the CDC data, you have to be extremely skeptical about because they either have misled or just lied so many times. I was like, so if if this is done for COVID and it's not a mask, it's not a mask. Its primary function is to stop this pathogen, which it doesn't. So we're changing the definition of mask. It's a ritual face covering. That's the new definition.
2: Yeah, right. It's a superstitious act that you're hoping prevents protects you from the disease. Correct. Is uh, there is a history of if you go back and look at the masks that people wore during the Black Plague, Mm -hmm. you see those pictures of like the big bird masks and things. Yeah. Like people actually wore. Right, Like theatrical masks, yeah. hoping it would protect them from the Black Plague.
1: You know that's where the term quack came from? Oh, really? It's those masks, and it had like a big elongated duck bill no that covered shit. the mouth so they could, so they weren't their breathing wasn't stifled. And they're like, this is, even back then, they're like, they, they don't do anything. Everyone's just dying anyway. Yeah. And so that's where the term quack came from because it looked like a duck. Interesting. Huh? No shit. Yeah, a little tidbit. Wow. I'm going to need a source on that. Moving on vaccine if someone goes are you vaccinated i'm going to assume you're asking about measles or polio to which right. my answer is yes
2: which are vaccines
1: yeah the vaccine it's it stops the transmission of the pathogen in question if you're saying covid if you go are you vaccinated well yep now if you say have you been injected with experimental gene therapy i'll go like i no, i have not um <laughs> i have a I have an obligation to stay as li- alive as long as possible. So I haven't done that. Um, I'm also not putting myself on the short list to become an experimental test pilot for the Navy. You know what I mean? I want to stay alive as long as possible. Right. So
2: Fun as that sounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so vaccine would be experimental gene therapy. Uh, the CDC, whose primary function is to what?
2: Mm, well... Center for Disease Control, to Mm -hmm. control disease, I would say.
1: Which they have clearly failed at their job, if that's the name. Yeah. So instead of the CDC, I came up with Pharmaceutical Company Funded Medical Statistic Manipulation and Vaccine Patent Ownership Group, since they own the patent to over 50 vaccines, and they manipulate data and definitions.
2: What's the acronym there, or what are the letters? (laughs) That'd
1: be the PCFMSMAVPOG. Mike, can you come up with a word that, that fits? Then
2: we'd actually call it an acronym because an acronym <laughs> has to be a word. So, right, uh, it does roll off the tongue though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. It, yeah. it it takes a few tries, Catchy. but uh, yeah, yeah, you whip that out at a yeah. cocktail party. You know, the CDC has basically become a pharmaceutical sales uh, force. Right? Funny you Mark- should say that. <laughs> marketing strategy. <laughs> uh, Peter
1: Hotez and Anthony Fauci. Where are they? Well, they're medical professionals. Like they're not really. They're vaccine salesmen. That's yes. their primary function. But then again, we changed the definition of vaccine because we can change definitions now. Yeah. So they are experimental gene therapy salesmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. So I think we should keep adding to this list. It gets really fun. Okay. Speaking of our boy, Peter Hotez, who we brought up a couple episodes ago. We have to recognize that anti-vaccine activism, which I actually call anti-science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally. During the COVID pandemic in the United States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine, even after vaccines became widely available. And now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even
0: into low and middle income countries. It's a killing force. Anti-science now kills more people than things like gun violence, global terrorism, nuclear proliferation,
1: or cyber attacks. And now it's become a political movement. In the US, it's linked to far extremism on the far right. Same in Germany. So this is a new face of anti-science aggression. And so um, we need political solutions to
2: address this. Oh political solutions huh you mean uh-huh. guys with guns Yes uh, I'm going to need to see some receipts on that statement it, right. that it's <laughs> killing more people than the, whatever that list of
1: uh, gun violence, nuclear prol- proliferation and uh, terrorism yeah this uh, guy this guy provides endless fodder. I mean we could do an entire specific podcast just about what comes out of this guy's mouth but the point is not that he's wrong the point is is he's doing this for a specific reason and that is when we you know we did a couple episodes ago about, uh, about this is he's trying to make the connection to people resisting the covid narrative and trying to tie it up into extremism and terrorism and so you know as we proposed yeah when we talked about it well that 's the shoehorn into the ideology that we can create hate speech laws because once we say like you're you 're actually killing people by saying you know don't take the backs yeah. it 's like well, that makes you a terrorist terrorism 's bad well <laughs> and now you 're being you
2: know shut down by the d h s or the and FBI <clears throat> something to 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 say about <clears throat> the changing of definitions too that I think's important in this conversation mm-hmm. is that. The word terrorist, the word domestic extremist, these have legal repercussions. Right. It means something to be labeled as certain things. Not everything, but something like terrorist or domestic terrorist. um, Or, you know, hate speech is a legal term. Mm -hmm. And it carries with it a much more severe penalty than regular hate. Correct. Or regular just... Illegal activity, yeah. And so when they go around changing definitions, the effect of that it seems kind of just wonky. Like my mom sometimes talks about um, lynching. Uh Like there's, and I told her there hasn't been a lynching since the 40s Mm -hmm. in America. Well, yeah, but no, it's a modern day lynching. When that when in Charlottesville when that girl got run over by the car, that was a lynching. Uh Like that white girl got run over by a white guy in his car. That's a lynching. That's a modern day lynching. Yes, that's a lynching. Yeah. Okay, like it seems silly, but at the end of the day, words matter. It's absolutely our p- law is made up of words, yeah, and they carry consequences.
1: We spend a lot of time on that, on just how powerful it is when once you can steer the, na- the narrative by manipulating language like that or changing definitions of things. You know, hate speech, uh, domestic terrorism, modern day lynching. It's this is being done for a reason. It's, yeah, it's not. It might seem to you like I, th- I think this is like a low grade emotional outburst this person is having right now and just trying to put inflammatory language to things. Whether it's the person saying that, maybe that is for them, but they were fed that term by, they got that term from the, the state sponsored media. Like it's those terms are being out there intentionally. So just your average yeah. person out in the street picks it up and goes, oh, yep. And he, uh, they whipped those migrants on the border, those Haitians, and it was worse than, you know, is worse than the Civil War.
2: <laughs> like, and, yeah. How do we know that it's being done intentionally? Because magically, every single media outlet right. is saying the exact exactly. same thing at the exact same time.
1: That's something I actually was thinking about a lot today. And I, want, I wanted to talk about is that just, I want people to wrap their heads around like the notion of gatekeeping and the way that the narrative that is proposed by our corporate media structure, there is. A reason why it's completely homogenous across the board; they're all saying the same things, and you start to make this connection of like we talk about things in here that counter what's going on out there, like in the in the media space, and thus the media space is also all everyone around us because they watch CNN or mm-hmm. MSNBC or even Fox News and go like, okay, that's that's the approved narrative. Like I'm gonna take that home and. I'm seeing a a pretty beautiful silver lining going on right now, and so in really, yeah, this goes against the Shit. principles of liberty tree but i i I'm going to present this as good news, which we don't do very often lay it on me, brother so <clears throat> think about how what, what how long ago was it. When we started having the conversations that people were dying, I know this doesn't sound like good news. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm just mean, saying after your uh,
1: AIDS joke, it, relatively this sounds
2: <laughs> like a, ex- excess deaths, right? Uh, not so okay, not COVID deaths, but we're we're talking about excess deaths. Correct, yeah. Vaccine, so so right? probably in, uh, it was probably. That's a really good question. Well, okay. You like, tell me, is it? Is well, it well compart, compartmentalize 2021? it like this. Yeah.
1: Compartmentalize like this. There's not just us, what we talk about, but we, we spend quite a bit of time. I don't know. Let's just call it, uh, taking in alternative media, which is a lot of, like podcasts, uh, sub articles, mm-hmm. you know, where we, people ask, where do you guys get your, where do you get your information from? I'm like, I get it from these, you know, independent researchers and journalists, uh, who just turned out to be, you know, or doctors that have been doxxed and deplatformed and mm-hmm. censored. And I was like, I want to hear what they have to say. Because, you know, as we said before, when someone's censored, I'm like, you don't, no one's ever been on the right side of history by censoring speech. Mm-hmm. I was like, so if someone's being censored, like, I want to lean into it. I was like, what? There's something there. Like, they, it's some kind of threat. Why if they weren't they, a threat, they go like, "I just let him say whatever he wants." Why are they being don't censored? Don't
2: oh, you can't know that. Well, what did they say? No, I'm not, you can't find that out. Right. Well, hold on. Now, I just want to know what he said. No, no, you can't know. And like, then and now, I really, really want to know what he
1: yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. And then, as a comparative measure, and then you take that in, you're like, okay, how does this counter, or is it like synchronous with what the mainstream media is saying? Like, what now? I need to balance this out. Like, what's you know, what's the counter to this? Why would and then. You can kind of find your answer. Like, okay, that's why it was censored. It's it's countering the approved narrative that's going on in, in corporate media and what everyone else around me is saying. Check.
2: All right, we're recording.
1: All right. So to go back to what I was bringing up earlier, as far as the way that the narrative had shifted, is there seems to be... So you were talking about the coordination of, like, they all start saying the same thing. And the alternative sources that we would take in via podcast or the Substack articles and ourselves is we were at least asking questions about excess mortality rates close to a year ago when we started hearing stories, yeah. reading articles.
2: I was I would say it was about probably six months after the launch of the vaccine. So by R- summer of twenty twenty
1: one. Yeah. And a lot of these things grew out of, you know, could be your Alex Jones esque conspiracy theory, like mm-hmm. these vaccines are going to kill everybody. And you are right. like, okay, that's a little wing nutty. And huh, I sure I sure seem to be hearing about these deaths, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite a bit, but nothing about the mainstream media. And I want to approach the notion of gatekeeping in the media, mm-hmm. and what this is is they they there is an active reason of why we have seen the deplatforming and the censoring of these alternative media sources. And what that is, and we'll kind of get into this, is the mainstream media is their, their like primary reason for doing this is to go, like the information comes from us. And if that means that we have to go back and rewrite history and basically change the timeline of things, as long as the information comes from us, And have you ever heard of the term unlimited hangout? Hangout? Unlimited hangout. No. Okay. This is something we're going to start seeing quite a bit. The, I'm sorry. Have you ever heard the term limited hangout?
2: Oh, limited hangout. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) No, i never heard that.
1: So a limited hangout or a partial hangout, they call it, is a tactic used in media relations, perception management, politics, and information management. Essentially, the layman's kind of definition, uh, definition of limited hangout is what it is, is if we are onto that something's going on, the CIA, the FBI, right? Okay, let's just take the CIA because we talk about them all the time. Mm-hmm. And-
2: In a very favorable light, I might add. <laughs> yes.
1: But if we weren't in Minecraft, talking about the CIA <laughs> in a positive light, and the, so in 1975, the church commission goes, what's up with this MK Ultra stuff? And they go like, here's 5% of what we did. That's called a limited hangout. And everyone goes like, oh, they're so evil. And, and then we the, go like, what else did they do? It's like, the semi. It is 95% redacted information. Yeah. So that's, gotcha. what a, that's what a limited hangout is. Gotcha. And I think we're going to start seeing that term come out quite a bit really and i think we're this is
2: one of those things that they've started to float in the media now everyone's gonna well no
1: but it started out in the conspiracy realms there's there's even an excellent podcast called limited hangout unlimited hangout that's why i got those mixed up with whitney webb who's been like deep into this stuff forever she's brilliant like yeah with with some of her perspectives yes
2: (laughs) really. Wonders never cease.
1: Huh? Come for the conspiracy, stay for the misogyny. (laughs) (laughs) Liberty Tree Podcast. You heard it here second. Love you, babe. (laughs) Is we see that once you understand the concept of the limited hangout, you start to take in, because I pay a lot of attention to what's going on in the mainstream media. And so I am watching the narrative shift. I'm like, this is a limited hangout, What, what, what we're seeing. What caught my eye first was an article in the BBC. This is from... Last week, five days ago, excess excess deaths in 2022 among worst in 50 years. I'm like, interesting. Hmm. Like, w- we saw that coming, and we've been talking about it. not just us. We're not right. brilliant, you know, sightseers or everything, anything. are just
2: repeating everything. We're, yeah, we're says. going off
1: like the other things that we're hearing about. I'm like, huh? Okay, so this article looks like we're in the acknowledgement phase of what we've been talking about forever, right? And I'm like, so. We need to talk about what, is there a coordinated push? Like what's, what's the level of like concert that, you know, because all media, they seem to all pick up these things at the same time. So I typed in, I started out with excess deaths in 2022. And I mean, it's article after article after article. Every mainstream media, all of a sudden this week, starts publishing these articles. Really? Right.
2: Fascinating.
1: Then I typed in, why are people dying? And same thing. Excess death, mortality rates.
2: Well, we had predicted earlier that this would all be pegged on long COVID. Right. Have they shifted gears on that? Is that?
1: Okay. A little bit. Okay. So this, once I saw this, I'm like, this is a limited hangout. Like they're going, Mm -hmm. I think, well, it's a combination of like, it gets to a point once health officials and insurance CEOs saying like, we're looking at 500,000 excess deaths that we didn't, wouldn't typically count on in in a financial year. It's like, they, you can't sweep that under the rug. Like that, the elephant in the room has gotten so big. Like we have to acknowledge it. And then we, we had proposed before. It's like, I think what they're going to try to do is peg this on long COVID. And they're like, well, how would you do that? Well, you take what we theorized would be, well, let's just say what it is. We're like, it's the vaccine. It's the experimental gene therapy. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you. And. They'll go like, well, one way to spin this as the gatekeepers is to say, well, whatever that we would see, this is what we theorized, are the ways that people would die from adverse vaccine events. They say like, well, no, that's just COVID. We told you COVID is bad. So the strokes, heart attacks, the pericarditis, the myocarditis, they'll say like, no, that's from the it's, – it's long COVID. Right. And so you would ask on the, on the podcast that we did about it is you said like – how would you, so what's your counter, you know, counter to the counter to the counter? Basically, you know, it's just a chess game at this point. Like, how would you prove that it's not? I was like, well, you'd have to have the rates of who was vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. Right. Which is interesting because to go back to the changing of the definitions, because like in this, for example, this, this BBC article, you go down. So they fear theor- they're, they're, they're posing the question. Cause they don't, they don't say like, this is the reason. They're pretty loosey goosey with what the reasons are. Uh-huh. The first one they say is like, "Well, the um,
2: they have to be right? the health, yeah. yeah. They can't be solid on anything, or else it's very easy to do what I suggested. Like, well, let's just compare the vaccinated to the unvaccinated,
1: right? So, what they th- the first part of this article they call it the crisis in healthcare. They're like, "Well, a number of doctors, you never." These articles are interesting. Once you kind of really get into the verbiage that they use and how they describe things, they never outright say, like, this is the reason. Right. And they get into, like,
2: some doctors say, you know, so-and-so on Twitter proposed. Actually. (laughs) It's just kind of ridiculous. You know what? They do. And every single article is the same. Mm -hmm. They do. They make a very positive affirmation of what they're saying. Like, this is happening because of this. But you know where they do it? They do it in the headline. Yeah. And then you start reading it, and you start to realize, wait a second. Hold uh, on, you're not actually right. confirming what you said in the fucking headline. Which, it's like the headline doesn't have to get held to a journalistic co- standard.
1: Absolutely, and funny you should say that. And this happened a lot. Like once I started picking up on this, I've never paid attention to media the way that I have in the last three years, and I paid a, attention to a lot before that. Is if you see those studies because they can track uh, whatever screen screen movement or whatever. Yes, they are watching
2: your phone and the way that you just scroll through. If you still need to be convinced of that, then you really are not paying attention. It is uncanny the way that shit works. Hence all the ads for
1: AIDS tests that I got this week. So i, I, I <laughs> in the guess last two I, seconds, guess I'm going to the doctor. <laughs> they, um, they, they did. They tracked uh, scrolling motions on screens and it's something like. 85% of people share articles with never read, never having read them. They, they read the the headline. Head, the headline and that's it. They call it. Yep. That's the narrative I already believe in. It's self-affirmation I and time to I've put this on I've been saying this Facebook. and here's the proof. So here's a, here's a perfect example of that. It's funny you brought that up is that I had an argument with someone who no longer talks to me and they're saying like, I can't believe you're not taking this seriously. I was like, and I call it, the demic or something. I was just trying to get under his skin because he was being a dick. And I'm like, I just, he's like, are you saying COVID doesn't exist? He had like the, he's like, you're an Alex sure. Jones guy. Probably yeah. like, Oh, you're saying like, it doesn't exist. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for something at that time that we, it was less than 1% mortality rate. And I think right now, now like the accepted number is like 99.97. I've heard it even higher than that.
2: Well, there was that so, number that I had showed you fr- from the Epic times that said, People under 19,
1: .0003, <laughs> is he immediately sent me an article and I said like it's a, you don't you don't take kids out of school and lock down society I'm like we're already seeing the detrimental effects of that of like depression and suicide and people falling off the wagon and domestic abuse like just always horrific like collateral damage that we're seeing from the lockdowns at that time we were talking about the lockdowns and when i really got we, when they shut down the schools i was like you don't sh- take kids out of school for this like we're fucking ruining especially little children like we're ruining a generation of children you don't do that for something with less than a 1% of a mortality rate that, and, and and crush the economy like it makes no sense to me he sent me an article saying uh to say that the that covid only is the COVID mortality rate is less than one percent is wrong. That was the article I could probably find it and uh,
2: right.
1: I'm like, okay, interesting because that's that's definitely antithetical to what i I believe Didn't you bring this up on the podcast? I might or, have
2: or did, were we just talking about it?
1: I think we've talked about it before yeah is I read the article and I'm like okay da da da, da, da. it's like i'm reading'm I'm like and three paragraphs down says. While it is true that the mortality rate yeah. is less than one percent, all. But in a population this much, it means this many. And the, the point of the article, like it's just well, ca- it's just callous this, to say that. Although it's statistically
2: exactly it's true, the, the headline is that it's wrong to say this. Right. What that meant, not that it's inaccurate. Yeah. Just that it's wrong. Yeah. You're a bad person. Right. For saying. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But it's also wrong.
1: It was it was <laughs> an article on on, <laughs> on it was an article on like moral equivalence equivalency. Yeah. equivalency. And so I wrote back. I was like, Did you read this article? He goes. Yeah, I was like, I don't think you. I don't think yeah. you did. I was like, I don't think you did. And I sent him a highlight of the paragraph, like, okay, like I agree with everything in this article, except like it doesn't make me a bad person to point it out, like with the statistical mortality of this virus is. And I just realized like, it just drove me crazy. I was like, yeah. but it, but it worked. That's the point is that it works. Yeah, and so that then when you, when you see these headlines. It's like you get down, 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 three, four paragraphs. So it's like, uh, yeah, that's it's backing up what we're, what we're arguing about. But if people don't read articles, what are you going to do? Yeah. So <clears throat> I got sidetracked there.
2: That's okay. <laughs> Can I – let me interject something. Yes, please. Real quick because uh, this is the classic liberal argument to these very valid points that we bring up mm-hmm. is a lot like – what you experienced with right. that friend. Yeah. I have st- statistics and data and logic and reason and, and points to make. You always have allegations. Correct. And you cannot back those allegations up with anything but uh, just your feelings. Right. Or things that you've, you've heard. So this is, a, uh, this is a video that somebody sent me on, on Instagram – and I wish I could remember the name of this chick. Maybe we'll, we'll find it out and tweet it back or uh, post it out later. But um, this is a, uh, a person being interviewed on one of the men on the street, happens to be a woman on the street mm-hmm. an interview here about uh, straight white male pedagogy.
1: We as women of color, as like students at this university, like we are very much capable of certain things and we don't have the same privileges that are offered to straight white men. And I've been hearing that from a lot of the ladies that I've been talking to today. Talk to me about what some of those privileges are that, you know, straight white men have that you don't have. Talk to me about that. Um, I think I mean, I don't really know, have you ever
2: experienced like a specific instance? She's asking her friend. I, know, I, I gotta go. Need to go. <laughs> oh, we gotta go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's just so classic. It's like, I have this long, like, well-spoken, you know, list of things that are the problem, and then you ask me to give an example of that. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, well, it's getting late. I gotta go. <laughs> really? You got nothing. Huh? You don't. Do you?
1: I've had that experience. I've had several conversations with people where it, it got two degrees from whatever the given issue is. And I realized I was arguing with someone's emotional state where I've actually said, I was like, I can't argue with the way your heart feels like there's just, I, I, I've had someone tell me every argument. Yeah.
2: It's every damn argument I get in.
1: I've had someone verbatim, literally tell me, I know in my heart that that cocksucker Trump colluded with Russia i was like, okay, well, I, I have no argument against that. I, yeah. just, I can't argue with what's in your heart. I'm sorry.
2: I had someone tell me, I'm not going to debate you using facts and logic.
1: So do do we arm wrestle? Do you understand
2: the <laughs> definition of a debate, or has that been changed also?
1: So to get back to the articles I'm seeing is, so this, particularly this one in the BBC, they talk about that it's basically overloaded health system, um, longer wait times for ambulances, but they make no connection of why that ominously, if that's the reason for this excess mortality cause, why that ominously spiked in last, last half of 2021, 2022, they just say like, here's like one thing it could be, it could be this too. It's also uh, the flu was really bad kind of, but no data or statistics. They're just kind of like theorizing at this point. Also, to go back to what we were talking about, the, the way the CDC has manipulated definition and data, is these articles, they always add in at the end that it's we are still seeing more deaths in the unvaccinated than the vaccinated, which even that narrative has fallen apart. Like That's not true. Yeah. Well, the, the, they, they stated this in this article. Huh. So even when you do see that, it, I know Did it not, they have
2: a receipt for it or no, they just no, stated it?
1: No, I know that not to be true too. But what that is, is it's also how they tally up the data because the CDC changed you know, just as a reminder to people that if you're going to have an adverse vaccine event, it's usually going to be right after the shot, at least yeah. in the next, in the first two weeks. Well, and they changed the definition. You're not vaccinated until somewhere between two weeks and 21 days till you have that booster. So- If you get the shot, have a heart attack that next week or the next day or within that two-week time frame, that still gets counted as an unvaccinated death.
2: We don't really know that, though, because the vaccine, air quotes, vaccine, Mm -hmm. the treatment has only been out for a year and a half, two years, or however long it's been out, two years, and no trial has been done on it. Right. It could be that in 10 years, every single person just drops fucking dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brett Weinstein actually brought up a pretty good point. He's like, when I saw them roll out the vaccine— and their sales pitch was that it was safe and effective and he's an evolutionary biologist he's a pure like numbers data guy yeah. he goes that's a factually incorrect statement because you have no, run no trials on it yes. there's no you you factually cannot tell us that it's safe and he he drew the parallel of if if i drove home drunk last night and i made it home right It was harmless. I didn't kill anyone. It wasn't safe. You can't tell me that it was safe. He's like, you have no way of applying this label to safe because how do you? you, It's been less than two months since you rolled this thing out. You have no way of knowing that that it's safe. That's a that's a completely false claim, which I thought was a kind of an interesting point.
2: There's a reason, you know. Say what you want to say about the FDA, but there's a reason why they the trials last
1: Mm -hmm. nine years, right?
2: They need to know.
1: It's nine years, not nine mice. Those are two different things. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So the point I'm having in bringing this up is that I wanted to just pull the curtain a little back and to show how mainstream media, the cathedral and the gatekeepers, which is mainstream media and the cathedral, they're trying to rewrite history. They're trying to fix the historical record. And so what they do is they don't talk about these, for example, in this, particular case this limited hangout the excess death mortality right excess mortality rates that we are seeing and they're like nope not talking about it not talking about it not talking about it and then they come out and usually the way that it's worried is saying like well we are a little we're a little, we little kind of late to the table on this one but that's because we we're waiting on the data and you know or you hear the science has changed now we know for example and our point that we always when we bring up all of this stuff is we go like, yeah, but we've been saying this for a year, year and a half, two years. And I think part of that is it's two parts. It's, it it has become factually undeniable. You can't deny this stuff anymore. Like we are seeing people die. Like we are seeing news reporters have strokes on live TV. We're seeing people drop in Monday night football games. It's like, you have to address this at least, you know, at this point. I mean, everyone's seeing this and, by dragging their feet and then finally coming to the table, it's like we have to acknowledge this because it's undeniable. And then the second part is, is them going like we have to make sure that we have created this perception that everyone knows that the information comes from us, right? Yeah. This is where you get your information. And then it's amazing to me is that all these – because I remember having conversations with people and saying like, are you seeing these like, – pay attention. Like there's a lot of people dying I feel like I'm hearing about. And I try to not be in a bubble, but like it's kind of becoming undeniable. And so for a year, I had people going, no, no, uh uh, not seeing anything like that. Talking to someone about uh, who who religiously watches soccer, I was like, are you seeing these? I sent like a meme to him. Someone did a parody of the FIFA video game of an athlete like falling down, clutching his chest. I'm like, this is a little dark, but I don't know. I thought it might be kind of up your alley. And him going, uh, yeah, they do dive a lot, don't they? I was like, well, no. They're talking about like huh? people dropping from heart attacks in the field. He goes, he, was, he literally says, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, really? And now yeah. all of a sudden, now that the gatekeepers have said, like, okay, there are a lot of people dying, we don't know why. He's like, but there are a lot of people dying. Yeah. Is now people are saying, like, yes, there are a lot of people dying, but we don't know why, exactly. and it could be anything from. One of my favorites, climate change. It could be the stress of the holidays. It could be a happy heart. Someone died of a heart attack because their team won in the World Cup. Or it could be the stress created by people who are unvaccinated. I know those sound like comedy. Those are all actual articles that were written, you know, suggesting the reasons for all this excess mortality.
2: Did you mention uh, the stress caused by anti-vaxxers? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting. And what a great strategy that they've come up with, right? They know that this information... Because of the internet, this information is going to get out there, right? And so, instead of letting people just find it organically, what we need to do is start saturating the media landscape Correct. with these alternative ideas that are not really accurate or they sound a little crazy, but at least it gives people something to latch onto. Mm-hmm. It's like a magnet that they plop down in the stream, right? And it sucks all the the filings over to it, and they're like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, and people get relieved, like, whoo. Yeah, Like good stress from the holidays. Mm-hmm. I can just kind of. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that my whole life that the holidays are stressful and obviously that's going to cause heart attacks. And people just can oh. kind of can stop right there. Oh, only in 2022. But yeah, yeah no, 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 <laughs> no, no, good no, enough. No, we're not. We're, not there, we're yep. not there yet. We're not there yet. I was not fed that statistic yet. Exactly. All I need to know is just give me a little something I can latch onto so that I don't have to actually confront the idea that we're being systematically fucking poisoned (laughs) that's what it is right that's what we're talking about it's so my
1: reason for bringing this stuff up is fuck you bill gates is to point out that the narrative has changed it is a limited hangout right they're going like okay we're gonna have to throw them some kind of a little bit of meat here yeah because like they're they're People are starting to ask They're a lot of questions, starting to get wise. and so it's like give them give them ten percent of what actually happened. And so we're like, okay, we're willing to acknowledge that people are dying. Happy, everyone happy? Okay, let's uh, we'll touch back in on this issue maybe like six months from now. We don't know why. Okay, no, don't ask questions why.
0: At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death over <laughs> here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart just like the CDC recommends our main campus now treats myocarditis blood clots heart arrhythmia stroke heart attack magnetic skin difficulty breathing full-body blisters and burning convulsions kidney failure memory loss cancer sudden death and much much more give your coincidence the attention it deserves but not <laughs> the wrong kind of attention at Kaufman. Schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciency-sounding explanation to provide <laughs> to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the
2: time. I think... Official medical coincidence partner of the NFL. <laughs> I think you said uh, something... Recently, in a text, all of us about oh we don't know what's causing it, but we definitely know it's definitely it's not this one not thing. The one thing that everyone thinks it is it can't be that. We're not going to say that out loud because that's we can't actually say it. But yeah, it's definitely not that one. De- definitely thing. not that one thing. Um, just to kind of tag onto that, here's a, a tweet from this guy Peter Sweden, and he's showing this graph of in, the, um, well, in Sweden and mm-hmm. Norway. How the birth rate has collapsed by ten percent in Norway and nine percent in Sweden. Right. And that's a four VARS show there was a four thousand and seventy percent increase in miscarriage reports in the United States. Yep. Now that's the VARS data. Yep. And so when you look at this chart, it's just like insane. Like we've never seen anything like it right. before. Every year is pretty pretty stable and then all of a sudden in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, the reports of miscarriage in the US just go through the fucking roof. Mm-hmm. And in his uh Substack article, he says, "Of course they have all kinds of speculations this kind of goes to what you were saying. They, mm-hmm. of course they have all kinds of speculations as to what be what what it might be. Stockholm City speculates that it could be because of the increase in housing prices, <laughs> worry about the future, or the get this, the financial crisis of 2008." <laughs> <laughs> so to yeah you have to just got to give people something if you're, okay it, i'll take it 2008 it, fine it, that's what it is in case it you're not it can't be this one
1: thing yeah if, if you are like most of society and you're not a weirdo like me and you go eh, i guess that makes sense i mean that would cause stress as i say okay so how would i argue with that i'm like why so let's say you had a valid argument Um, It's not, but you're saying, well, the stress of 2008 financial crash. Okay. I can, you lost your house. Very stressful. Mm -hmm. Why did it hit you in 2022? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like these rates had a steady uptick from 2008. That miscarriage chart you showed me just out of nowhere plummets out of the depths in 2022. Yep. So that's because of the 2008 financial crisis. Statistically, that makes no sense whatsoever. Nope. And that- can that same rationale can apply for any potential cause that is being proposed, you know, climate change, uh, the same, well, a lot of people are dropping playing sports because it's such rigorous aerobic activity. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Why just this year though? That's, yeah. that's kind of our point. Brian. Yeah, fair enough. Things up.
2: How come all of a sudden now? Yeah. Obviously they're, you know, like they're, they're leaving that out. Because it's not convenient. And they just drop that little magnet into the stream to give people just enough to distract them. Yeah, this limited hangout gives people just enough to kind of veer them off the path of going down a conspiracy Mm -hmm. rabbit hole. God forbid that you actually go down this path and look into what's going on. Yeah. Not that we're saying we know. Yeah. But just the idea of going down and looking. Right. Is something that they cannot possibly tolerate and have to distract you with something like this limited chub.
1: And going, going back to the, the idea of censorship is when you experience the aggression and vitriol by asking the questions, which is all we're really doing because we don't know right? We theorize, we look at data, a lot of data, and we take in a lot of different sources for information. We go like, okay, I need to aggregate this together. And we going to have some discussions and we're going to do research and we're going to at least at no point are either one of us ever def- definitively stating like, this is what it is. But I can say like, it just all the data points to this. Like, so that's why I'm asking these questions.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: when the response to asking that question, this question, which I have experienced in real life, and you have too, is you start getting screamed at, this immediate, like, escalation and aggression and vitriol towards you. You're like, interesting. Like, why are you so upset by that? Mm-hmm. Like, from your typical, like, MPC friend. I'm like, okay. That threatened your perspective, your, your worldview, by me saying, like, do you think this, you know, someone coming out and saying, um the Damar, Damar Hamlin, is that his name? Yeah,
2: I believe so. Yeah,
1: Damar Hamlin going like, could this be vaccine related? And you're like, how, monster. Dare you? how dare I'm like, st- I think statistically, if we're looking at some of these heart attack rates, you know, from the people that have had like the vaccination, and the booster, like statistically, it makes sense to ask that question. And your answer to it is to call for me to be kicked off Twitter. Why is that? like what is so threatening about me asking this question like if i'm just looking at the data and statistics
2: i don't i don't think it's a problem for me to uh to say this on the podcast but my buddy who had the heart attack mm-hmm. on the soccer field right um we were all sitting around after a game and he was hanging out he hadn't played yet but he was hanging out with uh-huh. us and it came up in conversation interesting and another a friend mutual friend who's even closer with him than I am asked the question said do you think this could be related to the to yeah. the vaccine and his response was very honest he was like i don't know yeah he said you know and possibly he, but and, it wasn't a reaction of like how dare you, you right know? and no one felt that way it was it was a really interesting yeah. moment where everyone sitting there could just kind of honestly ask the question and even the guy that was affected by it who is not We're almost lost his life yeah and not one of us in the, in, as far as we're conspiracy right. theorists, you know. Uh, he honestly said, I don't know. It could be. I mean, I just, I just don't know.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't. And we don't. No. But that's why we ask the questions. And right. That's why we look at the data. And that's why we
2: have the conversation. And this applies to pretty much everything that we ever talk about. Yeah. We just want to ask the questions. Right. And if you're hiding that, if you're hiding the question, you're probably hiding the answer also. Correct. So when we talk about election fraud, or you know, whatever things Alex Jones brings up, turning frogs gay, you know, <laughs> asking the question, which there's a, quite a bit of statistics that the frogs have turned, they gay. are gay. Just look at them, you could tell just by looking at them. They, uh, these questions need to be asked, and in a, in a modern, in a in a society that values truth and liberty and independence the questions get asked mm-hmm. and if they're wrong then they get proven wrong but the questions get fucking asked right right we're not you, that's how a healthy society works corrupt places don't ask the questions yeah and throw you in jail for asking the question yeah
1: north korea you don't ask these questions china correct. you don't ask these questions
2: correct canada you don't
1: ask <laughs> <them>. <laughs> yeah funny enough canada you don't ask these questions so I just wanted to bring up the notion of gatekeeping, uh, the way that the narrative stays homogenous and kind of all agreed against the table, across the table rather. And the it's just funny that alternative media—I'm using my finger quotes here—who's constantly being demonized and slandered and deplatformed and or yelled at, like "How dare you even ask that question?" And then it turns out, oh, turns out they were right again. Okay, and so the BBC and CNN and Fox News go like, okay, like but what, what, what's the message here? Like what, almost like, what are we agreeing on? And they come out with it. And then like everyone, you know, all of your NPC friends that you go out there who have been calling you an asshole and a conspiracy theorist, you know, for not wearing a mask and, you know, not taking the experimental gene therapy all of a sudden, you know, they kind of, they do one or two things. They deny that they said those things or they kind of silently exit stage left. Like, I'm just gonna, you know, I was never really, that big on the lockdowns and masks to be honest with you i'm like
2: really yeah. fauci <laughs> really says you, over and over I, mean, I never encourage lockdowns and then play the clip <laughs> like there he is saying that the lockdowns are definitely a good idea masks don't work masks work two masks work okay masks don't work like,
1: why am i why is would someone listen to you why would someone listen to you so
0: we are just getting word of this now regarding the COVID vaccine. The CDC is now saying that there has been enough cases of people who have had the vaccine, received the vaccine and then suffered a stroke. The agency will now be investigating any potential links between the shots and the strokes in some of those patients.
2: When is that from?
1: Uh- Oh, it's not just Alec Jones saying it now. Yeah, well, I mean, from last week.
2: CNN is uh, pretty <laughs> out there, we can all admit. That was from last week. That was from last week. Oh, shit. Yep. And that's the US? The US. USA?
1: U- yes, the USA. Wow. So, we are seeing, I mean, we've been seeing it for a long time, but now it has become the approved narrative that the COVID narrative has collapsed on itself. And the things that we have been talking about or reading about and listening to, uh, it has become undeniable. And now it has has worked itself into basically the mainstream zeitgeist. And now we have to have these discussions with people that called us monsters (laughs) two years ago.
2: You know that Bill Gates is uh, vaccinating livestock now?
1: Really? (laughs) Bill Gates, climatologist and pandemic expert. Health expert. Health expert. Well, the Gates Foundation
0: has partnered with DFID on a great number of things. And uh, among those are our work we do together on livestock. Uh, Helping animals survive, uh, either by having vaccines or better genetics. Uh, helping them be more productive. It's making a big difference. Uh, you know, I was down in Ethiopia seeing how chickens are out there uh, laying more eggs, getting more nutrition, uh, and even some small savings into the household. So uh, Edinburgh happens to be where a lot of the world's best work on this is done, and that's why uh, Diffid and the Gates Foundation are, are funding scientists here. Um, Fascinating.
1: I find it a little incongruent, let's say that his rationale for vaccine, vaccinating livestock was to prolong their life. I was and then during his TED Talk, he used vaccinations <laughs> as a way of getting the population down. <laughs> I
2: was going to say the exact <laughs> thing. <laughs>